Alright, alright, alright! Welcome to another thrilling episode of Truth and Reconciliation. It's the Pellwood Fantasy Football League Podcast. He's Peter Elwood. I'm Seth Martin. It is great to have you with us. Peter, how are you, sir? That's the equivalent of me flipping my chair around, you know, sitting backwards like that cool professor who just wants to look at you with his head slightly cocked and say, Hey, buddy, how you doing? I'm fine. You know, I'm not so bad. Uh, I'm too blessed to be stressed. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds rather aspirational. (laughs) Oh, no, no. So just so many blessings in my life. You know, those like, just say, let's take a step back from, you know, what we're doing here. You know, this is why this is fantasy football. The, the, in the grand scheme of things, does it really matter? I mean, like, let, let's do gain we, some perspective. Do we need to send a okay? wellness check to, to the Elwood house? <laughs> Peter, blink twice if you're being held ransom. <laughs> yeah, these are, these are the themes that uh, you would hear me say if I've been abducted. Right. Uh, you know, no, yeah, I mean, like, what am I supposed to do at this point? I'm, I'm 0-3, I'm playing probably the best team in the league yeah. this week and uh it's not looking not looking so great buddy no sure isn't and you're giving it the old what for i mean at least in terms <laughs> of your projection it, it seems like your lineup is decently set um you've got a good chance so i i think you're due i think this is your week and uh i'm, I'm excited for you i'm i'm a middle of the road team and I and I have I have some guys on my team that I hope will like some some rookies that will be better later in the season, which kind of, kind of what I expected. Like I I got a lot of rookies uh, when I drafted, and I thought that was um, a decent strategy, just because it seems like rookies I have undervalued in the mm-hmm. past, um, and they they they're they're latecomers um, to the party because they're rookies. You know, sure. that, take a little time to get used to the. Um, used to the lead, how things work, and earn their reps. Yeah. Um, so I, I got a couple of rookies that I hope will, uh, you know, start to improve later in the season, um, and I'll, I'll be a, a late charging team. But right now, just a middle of the road team that is uh, experiencing some um, some schedule. Oh, Bad yeah. luck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I just need need to catch some breaks, and I haven't got any breaks, so. Well, I'm pulling for you, and and you gotta understand. I'm not. I'm not sitting on a high horse saying for you. My horse is pretty short (laughs) as well. (laughs) It's just a couple of inches taller on the uh, the the single W column. So uh, I I feel you. Um, And and my team is, as you so accurately pointed out, been on a horrifically downward. Not (laughs) I can't even call it a trend. It's it's a. Uh, it's low and to the right as we as, as the pointed <laughs> <laughs> and go all the way it, down to the uh, bottom. Yeah. yeah, it's it's getting shorter, it's getting more shriveled, and it is hanging <laughs> to the right. <laughs> yeah, we're we're just we're talking about my my uh, points for line chart, of course. So right. the uh, the the way that uh, I see our season going right now. Uh, I've had some questions for you about the incumbent challenger analysis. That uh, seems like you know you, we call them schedule flukes here, and you're you're one to be able to speak to them because of who you have played so consecutively, including uh, basically our top what five teams for the most part uh, in four weeks. Just about four, yeah. it'll be four four of the top five teams. Yeah. Your start of the season. Yeah. And uh, as the man who invented our schedule and controls our schedule, what is your analysis of the incumbent and challenge uh, kind of the conundry there, the the head to heads? Uh, how do you feel like it's going? Is it mixed? Is there a leader of the pack? What are your observations? Well, I'm really interested to see how the next six weeks go because we'll have the interleague play um, or the interdivision play starting now. Uh, first three weeks has just been within the division. And, um, you know, we, we've got some, I'd say we have some defined groups in the league, um, you know, but it's all based on the divisional play. Um, I'm really interested to see how the interdivision play goes because right now it's it's really balanced 
between incumbents and challengers. If you just look at points for um, to start the season, it's uh, almost you know identical. If you 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 gave uh, a certain number of points for the team with the highest points scored and certain number of points for the team with the lowest points scored and add them all up, you'd have a, a very similar um, similar number. Actually, let, I can do that real quick. Challengers have scored 2,677 points. Mm-hmm. Incumbents have scored 2,670 points. So they are seven points apart after three weeks in terms mm-hmm. of how many points the divisions have scored. And so that is way more balanced than what we've seen in years past. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a credit to our sophomore teams, uh, Brian and Jared Fleming, they're leading the challengers division in points scored. Uh, Derek and Michael are, are, you know, up there in the middle of the road. And then uh, Scott and I are, are kind of driving up the rear for the challengers, but we've scored more points than Chris Windsor and Brock over the incumbents division. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's really balanced. And I'm really curious to see if the incumbents can, um, you know, have a, a better record than the challengers this year, but at this point, it looks like we're heading towards for the first time having, uh, first time in a while having you know three teams from each division make the playoffs, and it'll be interesting to see if that holds. Yeah, interesting. Okay, well, that that would be a first, and the three for three in having a, a kind of a fifty percent swing, if you will, would be uh, incredibly interesting, and especially after I feel like haven't we for the past two, maybe three years, had a a one division hop jump into the incumbents. Yeah. I think, I think this year there was two teams that changed, but last year there was one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Derek and I moved to the challengers this year. Okay. Uh, year before that, it was only one team. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's, uh, we don't do like relegation where you have to be right. in the challengers right. division. It's a good thing. <laughs> but there, there's definitely a badge of honor to it. Uh, right. You know, I, I think, especially as we've talked about it more on the podcast, it's become more of a thing yeah. to have a, a desired spot in the challenges division. Yeah. So, well, uh, and yeah. it's pure psychology. It's, it's, I mean, it is, it is purely a, a metric of status that says to the new guy who on very rare occasion comes into our league, I was good enough last year <laughs> to be in the top six. <laughs> yeah. Like, like that's all it is. It's posturing, uh, and yeah. uh, so I, I, I didn't do it at our draft. I thought about it. There's a, a friend of mine that does a draft up in a uh, a big old, I think, mountain house in Lake Tahoe, and he described this little, uh, I call it like a uh, a parlor of of some kind in this home. It's like a a step up sitting room off of the main living room it was weird to me as he describes like it's a couple of steps and it's a smaller private maybe like a smoking room or you know yeah yeah so so if you're like in a club you're like you go up to the vip room. that's right that's right uh, up from the dance floor go up the stairs and yeah yeah so he told me a few years ago he started putting a velvet rope in front of that little parlor and they would load all of the good beer and all of the good snacks in there and somebody would stand there and work the rope. I'm sorry, sir. This is for uh, incumbents, incumbents only. <laughs> and they were like, oh, and they created even more value for being an incumbent. I'm like, that's pretty good. <laughs> like, that is pretty good. I like that. But Yeah, uh, that, that has a, a very biblical feel to it. Yes, and, yes it does. <laughs> but considering this, this is the table for the honored guests. You, yeah. you can sit over there, sit on the floor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I'm I'm not saying we need to go that direction. I'll 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 will cast my vote somewhere around I don't know, uh, week twelve or something. <laughs> we'll see. Let's see how uh, current standings hold. That's right. <laughs> well, uh, that's a good plan. Speaking of current standings, uh, last week we had. Uh, one of our pack leaders in a big game that was coming up against you uh, in the form of our very own bean dip. And uh, is there anything you want to recap after last week, sir? No, I feel like having him on the podcast worked. He scored way fewer points than he had been yeah. scoring. Uh, just, you know, congratulations. Yeah. Thank, yeah. Christian McCaffrey got hurt and mm-hmm. 
a couple of things that didn't go my way and yeah. I put up a, a low score. So I, I definitely uh, could have won based on Brian's score last week. Yeah, sure. And, uh, sure. So podcast totally worked. Yeah, um, yep. but and the, the squad trying to pull it off. But Brian's three and out. Congrats to him. I hope he uh, continues, continues winning this week. That's right. And uh, Derek is uh, coming off of a big win. He's two and two, but right now he's sitting at uh, the uh, the big big W last week. We also have our other three and O team that, that we discussed last week is Michael Fitzsimmons, who has been uh, coming out of the gate surprising us, and uh, I get to face him this week on a, a tough week for myself to not go to the, the one and three climb, which I, I am afraid of. So uh, I'll be interested to discuss those matchups. Um, we had a very interesting, <laughs> what felt like a, a another long, drawn-out, low-scoring Monday night boxing match. <laughs> We're now two weeks in to these uh, Monday night, you know, call them thrillers, but they're thrillers as we race to around 100 points <laughs> somewhere to see who yeah. will win. And last week it was Brock and I. And uh, for I didn't have a lot of hope going into Monday night that I had a chance, but as I was watching the ball game, I was like, "There's a chance <laughs> I could win this thing <laughs> as poorly as it's going for Brock." But uh, he sent me a very respected, uh, a, res- a very respectable nod that said I had no business winning after that one, and uh, I said, "Well, I had no no business winning either." So call it a draw, and yeah. uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> But uh, yeah. looking at another team at the uh, finish of week three, we had a one and two team in Chewy Clark, who got absolutely whiplashed by Jared's once again regressing to his other side of the mean. He just continues to pendulum back and forth <laughs> to keep his average right where he needs it. And he got curb stomped, uh, Chewy did, last week by uh, by Jared at uh, he is also now sitting at the one and three spot that we now have a little bit of a climb to uh, work our way out of. And he is on the air today. We are super excited to have him on as he is facing, uh, uh, once again, Brian Bean Dip this week going in at the one and two uh, spot up against a three and oh. Right now, uh, he's just barely considered the favorite, according to fantasy pros welcome chewy to the podcast your first debut of this season hi fellas good to be with you thanks, thanks for coming on so uh you know one thing that stands out so i have the most points against in the lead but you have the the second most points in, i'm sorry no, and one thing i noticed this week on, on sleeper you look at the standings page and the team with the most points for has like a, a cry laughing emoji next to their name, um, uh, next to their, their points for. The team with the most points against has the poop emoji next to uh, next to their that name. That just so, seems unnecessary. So, I mean, that's just cool, right? To I get to take a man while he's down. Yeah. Look at my, my team name with a poop emoji next to it. But you are only seven points behind me in the points against. So as much as I get to whine and moan and cry about my, my points against, um, you have twice had someone put up over... 180 points against you so um in games that you have lost you actually have the the most points against uh so uh how has that have you been feeling that have you noticed that um that you're, you're just getting um your your the, the your opponent's best effort against you yeah there was a there was a moment after the noon slate of games this past sunday that I, I contemplated retiring at halftime and <laughs> logging into the group chat and just announcing that, <laughs> you know, the, the, the passion for fantasy football and it was just no longer there. And I didn't feel like I could, my, my body was still up to the, the grind day in <laughs> and, and day out. I didn't think I could perform at the same level that I always have uh, in the past. So uh, it's a, it's not a great existence. Uh, this is, perhaps my, my one and only hobby outside of family <laughs> and work. And when it's not going well, that's not a, not a fun place to be. And especially when I don't, I don't hate my team, but right. uh, to be right smack in the dab middle of the power rankings every single week. And I don't, I don't even get a, 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 
a snarky comment from Peter just last <laughs> week. And, and I don't blame him because there's nothing to say. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't throw up a, you know, absolute stinker this last week. It's just, you know, I got absolutely clapped by what might be the best <laughs> team in the league. And frankly, I, I, had, I had trouble walking into my office today because I'm still sore from the beating that I took. And I'm afraid that I'm going to get the same again this week. So I'm, I'm still, I'm still here, but I, I, I am, I am sympathizing with you on, on every point oh, that you we're, we're getting that beat. And we, we got that because your, your question literally was, doesn't it suck to be like us? <laughs> <laughs> that was your hey hey chris chewy it's so we're so glad to have you so let me talk more about my circumstances and bring you into them to for commiseration's sake no 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 the fortress is on chewy not on, we're, we're taking the, the spotlight off me we're, we're, we're talking about chewy here and and if you don't mind we're gonna have a little uh, two-man support group you know what y'all go ahead i'll just i'll just sit here and, and mediate y'all, y'all go ahead no but like i played brian last week you played brian this week you played Jared Lorenz last week, and I played Jared this week. So I mean, we're we're just right there. I mean, you 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 have a better team than I do at this point. Um, and yeah, I mean, I didn't I didn't what? have I didn't have a, a snarky comment. That is true. Or you do anything? I didn't have anything to say in the power rankings because it's like, I mean, you should be better than you are. But yeah. like, this is where you are. Your team right? is, your so. team is actually really good too. You've got a really good bench. Like you, you say you're struggling. The reason you're struggling is because there's a reality and a, and the actuality and the, the this false reality you're living in is you see your team and you go, this ought not be. And that that <laughs> that disparity between what ought to be and what is is killing. Like for me, I, it's easy. I, I hate my team. I'm looking at my team. I'm like, yeah, you guys are hot garbage. You guys, like you guys are a, a dumpster fire. If I beat Brock this week, this is gonna be great. Like uh, amazing. Like like it's only up. You are getting chiseled down and down and down every single week because you have a really good team on paper, and it's just not giving you the performance you need. I know that's not yeah, covering, well, but I feel like I need to, to balance out. If, if Pete's going to be the good cop, I'm going to come in here and <laughs> be the bad cop for you. you. You you won't let me swing too low here for for sure in my own my own misery. But this is this is a consequence of my my draft strategy. Um, Tell us that. You know, I've been in the league, uh, you know, a, a few years. Th- this is how it plays out when you aim for a more balanced team. When you try to build a solid roster and you don't swing high on a lot of your top tier wides, then if you don't have someone that that pops off your roster, then you you might be the team that scores 150 every week and mm-hmm. you run up against someone that's gonna, you know, score 180 yeah. in two out of the first three that's weeks. Right. And that's just kind of you're absolutely the, right. The randomness of fantasy football. There were there were two years that I was like, balance is the way to go, balance is the way to go. And the first year, I'm like middle of the pack. All right. <laughs> the second year, I was like, it's going to work better because I've got a keeper stud and I'm going to leverage that to have like a powerfully balanced team. Middle of the pack. Uh, I say that it got me to the championship a couple of times, uh, mm-hmm. but you I, but it was not it was fake balance because I had Alvin Kamara, but I got him for less than, you know, 90% what he was worth, 50% what he was worth, 30 like it was year to year the keeper that it was an illusion. You're right. Balanced does not seem and I'm I don't want to, you know, spoiler alert for new guys in the draft. Maybe maybe there's somebody out there who can make balance work and it has to be with some kind of keeper play that you're doing. Uh but man, I mean looking at Derek's team, looking at Jared's team, looking at Chris's uh, not Chris well, sorry Chris. Look, looking at uh uh, Brian's team. What do they have in common? <laughs> None of them went bad. Even looking at Charles. <laughs> Let's take tar- Charles' team. Exhibit A. The man came in and dropped bank right out of the uh, off the bat of the draft and said, "See you, suckers!" And dropped his mic a- after unloading like a hundred and fifty dollars on his first few picks. So, uh, and yet we look at his uh, scores, and he continues to. Uh, be a pretty formidable right now he's sitting at our other three and O team and i would have never thought that that would have carried for him Pete, what's your opinion i think chewy's strategy has definitely played out i think you know as i have been logging t 
team scores in our uh, our extra, uh, additional stats spreadsheet uh, for the last several seasons, I feel like looking at Chewie's scores, he does cons- have the most consistency to them. Um, you know, last season you had a really good year. You only had really two weeks that were down weeks. Other, other than that, you scored over 140 points every week. Um, and there's you know definitely a very solid consistency to it. And I, and I don't think that's the the only year you've done that. Um, but I just feel like you don't swing, you know, too high or too low in terms of what your team uh, does. So there is a little bit of schedule luck to it uh, in terms of what your record uh, ends up being. Um, but I think I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it is a, a completely legitimate strategy, um, and I think it has worked out for you multiple times. Um, if you look at your roster itself, are there any players that have been big surprises to you, big disappointments to you, or um, that your perspective on them has just changed significantly since the draft? You know, Robert Woods feels like a swing and a miss. And I feel like I was half right. You look at (laughs) coming into an LA offense and I think Stafford's going to throw 40 touchdowns this year going into the draft. And who's going to catch all those touchdowns? And I put my money on, I think it's going to be a good year for Robert Woods. And it hasn't been absolutely terrible for him, but for whatever reason, Stafford and Cup went to summer camp together all year. (laughs) And that's where a disproportionate target share is going. And that hasn't panned out for Robert Woods in the way that I thought it would. I thought there would be more more touches his way. I thought there would be more scoring opportunities for him. And Cup has really monopolized that now does that regress towards the mean in a positive way for me the rest of the season does Robert Woods see his target share improve as defenses adjust to the Stafford Cup uh connection maybe but that's that's a, a part of my team that every week now I think well I can't bench Robert Woods he's still my third best receiver but I'm I, there's a cap on that production right now that is not thrilling to me I remember there was a stretch. So, um, one thing about Sleeper that's cool is you can look at a player's game log and you can look mm-hmm. at their snap percentage, which is not something I've ever paid real close attention to. Mm-hmm. But you can see that their targets, their snap percentage r- real easily. So there was a stretch last year where Cup, his snap percentage was 54%, 74%, 65%, 62% over, over five weeks. He had four you know, below average snap percentages and that stuck in my mind. I remember that happening last year and being like, man, they're not using cup. They're like putting Robert Woods and Josh Reynolds out there as their top two wide receivers. And that kind of stuck with me of like, well, maybe, maybe the coaching staff isn't as high on cup anymore. Um, but yeah, you're right. You said he and Stafford go to summer camp together. I hear they have breakfast together every day. And, um, and it's, it's playing out that Cup is just a complete beast this year. Um, and, you know, guys like him and Mike Williams, it seems like they have just totally changed their stripes coming into the season. And, uh, it, man, it would have been nice to, to catch them in the draft. Whereas like, guys like Robert Woods and Calvin Ridley have just looked like completely different versions of themselves than uh, what they thought what we thought they would be. You're in a place, Chewie, that it, because you're balanced, it it could clearly go either way. But I wonder if the long game regression will help you out. Because again, I think you have one of the better benches. I think you have pretty good odds at scoring a a higher than projected score this week. You got some favorable matchups. And at the end of the day, I think you have a good team. And uh, you drafted well, you executed well, and at the end of the day, your your fantasy football situation, as Peter so eloquently described during our cold opener, it's it's fantasy. <laughs> like you can you can do everything you want and do everything right, and it's still not come to a hill of beans. And uh, you have uh, done very well in in what you have executed and whether it's schedules or performances or uh, just missed expectations, it's not there for you right now. Uh, And again, it would be as Peter tried to make you commiserate with him. I think you should be commiserating with me 
in that it's easier to not like your team and then be surprised by them than it is to have high expectations for your team and be disappointed by them. So <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. I think Chewy, Chris Windsor and I are all going to go huddle together with uh, guys who really like their team coming out of the draft and are, are a combined one and eight right now. <laughs> yeah. What you need to do, Chris, is get yourself an invite into that breakfast with cup and see if y'all can, you yeah. can start swinging the, the conversation a little bit. Like, Hey guys, like, I'm glad you guys are, are all chummy, but let's talk about uh, you know why people actually watch football today. Uh, so. <laughs> I, I, I bet my target share would go up if I had breakfast with them. I'd, just I, like, I'd catch a couple passes. I'd be the starting tight end over Higby. You need to Probably. like send Robert Woods a DM and be like, hey, man, go get some avocado toast and start getting some more targets. You Seriously. Know? Seriously. Go get a $20 <laughs> plate of eggs. Let's go. It has to be awkward for him, right? Oh, I, I don't, Robert, I don't like, know. Like, yeah, I always wonder that. It's like how we think about it from a fantasy perspective. I, is Robert Woods just happy that they're winning, that you know, like they're a better team? Or is he you know, going to be upset that he's not getting his? There's no way. There's no way because your value for uh, sponsorships is not in your team performance. It's in your fantasy performance. There's absolutely no way he's happy. I don't know. He, he's, he's, been, he's been around the lead long enough. He might just want to win at this point, you know? I'm not even talking about Robert Woods, the football player. I'm talking Robert Woods, the human. Does he feel left out? Oh, you mean <laughs> like for the breakfast? You mean he cup of black coffee? Does he, does he sit at his, his table by himself and, and, and just think about avocado toast with, with Matt be. Cooper? And he's, and he's just sad? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he, yeah, yeah, he he's already at the at the locker room and uh, Stafford and Cup rolling together, and they're already like laughing, laughing. They've got, <laughs> they've got an after breakfast mint and toothpick in their mouth, and they're they're shoving each other as they're walking <laughs> in. <laughs> it's like, like, exactly, and, oh, and, he, and he sits down next to oh, Higby, hey and he guys. pulls up a meme on his phone, <laughs> shows it to him, and they're like pretending to laugh, trying to like overgenerate relationship with someone else to yeah, you know, and just, Higby's like. What are you? What are you doing, bro? What are you doing, bro? Higby has no yeah. personality at all. He's like, oh, oh. like, just, just yeah. Dang, I, I just imagine, Higby, come on. Just, I, <laughs> imagine Robert Woods just grinding out in the weight room. He's just like, all right, I'm gonna work harder. I'm gonna get better. You know, I'm gonna improve. And like, it just doesn't matter, man. You just gotta yeah. go to breakfast. Yeah, and <laughs> he's he's probably the one guy that no matter what he tries, everybody always sees him at his worst. At least, at least this duo does. So while he's doing his bench press, he walks in right as he slips, just, he's just, you know, maxed out and peak and he slips just a little and he's, he's choking himself and they walk in. Oh, Hey, easy there champ and spot him up. You know, like, dang it. (laughs) Like, Oh, he's at my worst. (laughs) Yeah. This is some good uh, fan fiction we got going on. Yeah. I I like this. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, I, I don't know. Is it is it helping you cope, Chewy? Is it is it is it helping? Us? This this is cathartic for sure. <laughs> I I hope that Robert Woods is experiencing the like negative social emotions that correspond to my negative fantasy emotions, mm. and that together we can generate enough juju that this will this will turn around for both of us. Yeah. I, I think I think this week will be a better week. Going against Arizona, I mean, Cup can't keep scoring two touchdowns every game, right? Okay, you, you uh, say that. Don't say that. <laughs> no, no, you want me to say that. I haven't, haven't you learned anything? You want I'm me so, to say I'm that. so confused about the fantasy guys these days. I don't know what the right thing to do is I feel like I feel yeah. like you're in a position where he's going to score three now, so, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> if if Cooper right. Cup scores three, point, or three touchdowns, that's on you, Peter. Okay. <laughs> never right. coming on this freaking right. podcast. <laughs> but, but with that in mind, Let's go ahead before we lose Chewy this morning and let's actually look at beyond our fantasy of fantasy football and the uh, the fiction we just created that's happening there in the locker room. Let's actually look at your matchup, Chewy, before you head out. Uh, we got a Ryan Tannehill up against a Kyler Murray in those spots. And right now, I think that your quarterback, despite actually being a little underprojected compared to Murray, is actually... Uh, going to do better because he's up against the Jets this week and it's an away game so that's probably why they're chipping him down a little bit but I do think he's going to do pretty well this weekend Uh, your running back core sits on Chubb and Eckler and Eckler has been I mean as a number two uh, running back you've got a (laughs) 
probably one of the best number two running backs in in your lineup. Um, in fact, I think he's outpaced Chubb by a few points on by the average because Chubb has had some slower games over the past couple of weeks. Then you got your wide core of Godwin, Moore, and of course we have already talked about Woods. And I'll let speak, Peter speak to the wides. Again, I, I envy your team. I'm like, man, this is a great team. Uh, <laughs> this is great, especially on the wide side. I've got literally bottom of the barrel wide receivers on my side. Uh, you've got a, uh, a flex option with Davis, too, and he's a great option for flex in your wide. And you've got a New Orleans wide in the form of Callaway, which he's a little bit lower in the depth chart there, but uh, he did have a big week against New England. So, uh, Pete, what do you think about Chewy's build currently? I mean, I think as disappointed as you uh, rightfully are in Robert Woods, I think Godwin is what you probably thought he was. And um, DJ Moore, Corey Davis, and Sterling Shepard have all been better than um, expected, potentially. So uh, I feel like your wide receiver group is really solid once and turn around. And I think I think yeah. he will turn around. Yeah. So, um, and then, yeah, between Chubb and Eckler, I'd rather have Eckler. Um, yeah. So the, yeah, that's definitely the uh, probably the top two uh, the, or the top running back duo uh, in the lead right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you you've got a good estimation of my team, and I don't hate my team. It's I really wish that's, uh, that's the problem. Chubb that's would score a touchdown because <laughs> he. I, I wish Chubb would Chubb would score a touchdown because he's not going to yeah. get targets out of the backfield in a in our PPR format, and that is a hit. You know, he's he's getting plenty of touches. It's just down around the goal line. Can he get a little bit of love? And as much as I've talked about disappointment from Robert Woods, it's really not my wide receiver core. It's if you look at the league as a whole, my quarterback and my tight end scoring has been near bottom of the barrel. And so that's where I'm going to need some production this week to get over the hump and get the win. Uh, Cause if you flip over to Brian's team, he's definitely got the edge at quarterback and tight end over me for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but you may have some good fortune in that Tyler Lockett is uh, has been one of Brian's best players, and he is looking like he will either not play or he'll be limited if he does, um, based on the injury reports through uh, Wednesday and Thursday this week. Um, and, I mean, you have a clear advantage at running back. Brian had a kind of a stinker for Marvin Jones on Thursday night. And, I mean, Brian's team has been hit hard with with injuries yeah. and uh, it's, I think, I think it's starting to show a little bit this week. So I, I definitely think you've got a fighter's chance here. You're, you're projected to be ahead by four points. Um, and I'm kind of surprised it's, it's that close based on what he got from Marvin Jones, having put Tyler locked on his bench right now, mm-hmm. I would expect you to be projected a little bit higher than that, but um, that, that is where it is right now. And uh, I'm rooting for you this week. Yeah, I am as well. This feels like a balanced team up against the studs and duds team. And the weakness of the studs is if, you know, your your injury uh, depth really does affect your ability to put up points. And not only are you health, healthy, but you have got uh, depth across all your positions and have options on the other side in your bench as well. So uh you feel weak in your tight end spot is that what you said if you're looking at yeah i've scored low in tight end compared to the rest of the league i'm like second or third lowest in tight end scoring well yeah i guess because mike did he he you know he did play week one no he yeah he did he didn't play well and i've rolled in different tight ends i'd started janu for okay a few weeks and um it's a that was another player that I was excited to come out of the draft with. That yeah. Not a lot there. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, all that to say, I think that you are sitting in a fighting chance, uh, depending on uh, what happens in maybe two key positions. And again, as Peter pointed out, Marvin Jones uh, scoring about a third of his average helps you out. So. I, I'm I'm rooting for you, just like I'm rooting for all teams that are going up against the undefeateds this week. Um, so, uh, Seth, you're in, you're in that group too. Yeah. Um, so we like we like the parity, and uh, we like our our teams that are the early chip leaders to start losing, and uh, things bounce out a little bit more. And based on how it's gone so far, it seems like that that 
has a, a good chance of happening over the course of the season. So we'll, I agree. We'll, see. well, before we say goodbye to you, Chewy, uh, I'm going to go ahead and just throw a line out there. How are you enjoying this fantasy football season? How is, how's TNR treating you? How's, uh, your, uh, you know, your experience on, uh, the Pelwood fantasy football podcast thus far. And I'm loving it. I think that this league as a whole this year, taken to another level, being able to have a draft in in person with uh, maybe the largest group since I've been in the league. The switch to sleeper is great. I'm surprised every week with the the features and you know every every Tuesday getting the the notification that the weekly report is up. That's a that's that's fun. That's exciting. That's valuable to me. How much is a Zoom license these days? Tell you what, I'll, I'll, I have a Kristen has an account. I'll set it up under her um, her account from oh, now on. Have, does she have a paid account? Yeah. Okay. She uses it for her her small group that they meet virtually, and so we pay for that. No, I'll, I'll send out the link next time. All right. I, I was I was trying to to say that he's going to get cut off. Um, no, I knew, I, he was. I knew he was. I, I thought he would answer really quickly, and then I'd say bye. And I was like, this is going to be great. This is gonna, I'm going to nail this. <laughs> we were Last totally in sync there. Yeah. Yeah. Last yeah. thing I heard was that the weekly report is valuable to me. Um, so I don't know if, if you, uh, you cut off right after that or if you dipped on. Cool. Well, we, we, can get, we can go back to the top, and I'll just I'll, I'll keep it brief. All right. Let me ask the question again. Cool. Uh, so before we say goodbye, Chewy... <clears throat> So before we say goodbye, Chewy, tell us how has your league experience been? Have you been listening to the Pod Fodder? What are you thinking about your experience in 2021 outside of your team itself? Man, my favorite league year in the Pellwood League. Anything from live draft in person with everybody there to sleeper and the weekly report and all the features that are going on with that, and then getting consistent pod uh, listening opportunities is. Absolutely clutch. Nice. Well, we appreciate you being on the pod this morning. Thanks for your kind words from a uh, not so compliment seeking, you know, line thrown out there. I, I didn't know what to expect, but I really appreciate the positivity on that. That's crazy. And uh, we're always <laughs> glad to have you in the league. Thanks for keeping your chin up, buddy there. Buck up. You're going to be all right. We believe in you. Yeah, I'm going to go get some avocado toast with yeah. <laughs> uh, some other coworkers Good. here Good. that are not you. Yeah. And uh <laughs> Good. Well, we'll see if the, the points rank up. <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Thanks, Stewie. Right. Later, fellas. Bye. Well, there it is. Good guy. I I, I believe in his team. I, I really do. It's kind of a bummer that he's sitting where he is. He's the one team that I go, yeah, it, it really should be different. Yours, I know, is scheduling <laughs> uh, mostly, but at the yeah. same time, you know, I'm I'm – I gotta, I gotta counter you. I have to be your, uh, your antithesis on the show. It's what, it's what our ratings expect. I can't, we can't have <laughs> talking heads saying the same thing. That <laughs> this is what we say behind closed doors. Don't, don't say this on there. That's right. All right, Pete. Well, carry us through a brief rundown of Week Four matchups as we do some head to heads. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like I said, we're rooting against all the three and O teams, of right? Course, and of so, we're, we are rooting for Chewy. Uh, we are rooting for you. Um, and, uh, you're going against Michael and right now you're, you're an underdog. Um, yeah. Had a disappointing outing from Joe Mixon, yeah. honestly, person I like, he, he looked like he was going to smash, but he only got one catch and for, for no yards. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, thankfully he got a touchdown because, uh, he really didn't do a whole lot. It looked like it was a really good setup at home against the Jaguars yeah, there. I so I was like, that, this, that, this that, that was, that was a bummer. Yeah. That was a bummer. So, I mean, Michael's got. You know Justin Herbert, uh, who is just on fire, and he's he's had a really 
good looking team at this point. Um, it'll be interesting. He has Alexander Madison. So it'll be interesting to see if Dalvin Cook can play or not. That'll be a huge swing in your matchup. But um, Michael's 3-0. I, I think we're all surprised by that. But uh, he, he's, he's looking like he's in pretty good shape right now with uh, the, the way his team is set up. Yeah. So um, he, he's made. I think he's made some good additions since the draft. I'd have to go back and compare the, the team he drafted versus the team he has now. But uh, I think he's made some good additions to kind of round out his roster after he, you know, really had, you know, five or six solid players coming out of the draft. And, uh, um, you know, we've seen that strategy from Michael before as well of getting a, a top heavy team. But I feel like this year he has, you know, made some ads off the waiver wire to, to make it work, to, to keep the top heavy guys, but did some good supporting characters in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. I've got some start sit decisions to be made before we get into the weekend. I've got uh, a couple of reports to look at this afternoon to see if uh, some of my, well, really just namely one, <laughs> my only <laughs> key wide is going to make an appearance. We'll see. Uh, and uh, hopefully my projection and performance nudges up north a little bit. But I don't think that this is going to be another low scoring week like I had last week, knock on wood. But I do think that it's going to be a tough middle average race to a victory this week. So we'll see. And then the other three, no team we're watching is Charles. He's going up against Stott this week. And I noted in the power rankings this week, but I went back and looked and every week, Charles has been an underdog in the, the projection to, to start the week. And that's um, no different this week. He's, he's also, he's an underdog in going in Stott. Uh, the difference here, well, it's not a difference, but it's happened again for Charles because uh, Stott had DJ Shark in yeah. his lineup. Yeah. He played Thursday night and broke his ankle very early in the game. Yeah. Uh, so he had n- no targets, no catches, put up a zero. And um, Stott also had Jamar Chase, who, who did fine, but did not score a touchdown mm-hmm. um, this week. And now, uh, once you know it, they are projected to basically be in a, a dead heat at this point. And um, I mean, Charles, he has his size, like Jeremy McNichols in his starting lineup. I mean, come on, but he also has Dalvin Cook on his bench right now. Um, and so, you know, if, if Dalvin Cook plays, then he'll slot in there and uh, Charles would be a, a supreme favorite at that yeah, point. So right. um, uh, looking pretty good for Charles in terms of how the week has started. Um, but I, I don't think, I don't think Scott has a stinker of a team at all. And I think, uh, this, this could be a close one. Definitely watching what Dalvin trick does though. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so we've got the three and O teams that we're rooting against and we have the O and three teams that we're rooting for. And another one of those O and three teams that ought not be, I think is Chris Windsor. Chris is up against yeah. Derek this week, which is not an easy matchup. Derek's coming off of a big win and is currently, um, projected by a pretty wide margin to win uh, up against Chris this week. He he had, uh, of course, James Robinson this week. His name is James, James Robinson. And James had two touchdowns and um, a, a heck of a lot of yardage for a pretty monster game. Uh, and uh, that made that, uh, <laughs> that hill a little harder to climb for Chris, but I'm definitely rooting for him. What do you think about their matchup? I, I think there are a lot of things moving in the right direction for Derek's team. Uh, he's mm-hmm. got uh, you know, James Robinson to start the week. That's great. He's got Najee Harris, who's just had 19 targets after, um, you know, the Pittsburgh wide receivers had some, some injury issues. And so Roethlisberger can't throw the ball down the field. So he dumped it off to Harris 19 times. And I feel like it'll be a similar story this week. The mm-hmm. Pittsburgh wide receivers still aren't fully healthy. And, uh, Najee Harris is still going to be out there basically 100% of the time. Uh, they don't have, you know, they don't rotate running backs at all. And then uh, Derek also has Mike Williams, uh, who is just um, smashing uh, this year. And uh, kind of like Cup, don't see a reason why he'll, he'll slow down. Yeah. Um, but then uh, I think he's also got, you know, John Dre Swift, Odell Beckham. Um, is is back and looks like he's going to return to form as well. So I feel like there's a lot moving in the right direction for for Derek. Uh, I think there's a couple things that you know Chris can be um, encouraged about. He's got Brandon Ayuk, who he traded for, who looks like he's starting to get on the field more. Um, uh, Jonathan Taylor seems like maybe they're going to trade Marlon Mack or, or scratch him yeah. each week. So maybe that'll open up some 
some more looks for Jonathan Taylor and he has a much easier matchup this week against Miami. So, I, I mean, I think there's some things moving in the right direction for Chris, but I think it's just be another week where he's going to look at his team and say, I, I, I like this team. Yep. This team should be better than this, but he's made 0 and 4. Yeah. Derek has such a formidable team that a lot would have to go wrong in order for this to be comparable. You know, the, like like Aaron Rodgers would have to have another horrific week and that's not going to happen against Pittsburgh. Uh, Cole Beasley would have to slow down uh, on his trend up against Houston and that's not going to happen with yeah. Houston at an at-home game. Uh, there's just a lot of, of chips leaning into uh, Derek's uh, pot right now. So, and yeah, and I feel, uh, I feel a lot of, uh, you know, solidarity with Chris because I feel like I'm 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 in the same situation you bring everybody into the Peter camp aren't we yeah, no, yeah like, <laughs> you I, need I'm a going. breakfast with everybody <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going up against Jared I'm sitting at 0 and 3 Jared got a good performance on Thursday night uh Tyler Boyd scored about as many points as mm-hmm. Jamie Robinson did yeah and there are a lot you know Derek uh sorry Derek has Mike Williams Jared has Tupper Cup both guys were just crushing it this mm-hmm. year I don't know they're probably number one and number two wide receivers um, this mm, year, and then close, yeah. uh, Derek also has Saquon Barkley. Similar has Derek has Odell Beckham. You know, getting back to full health, and um, Jared has Josh Allen, who's just uh, just uh, crushed the uh, Washington at home and uh, is now facing Houston at home. So, I think um, I think I'm going to be in the same boat as uh, Chris Windsor this week, sitting on four. Coming off of a, a probably, probably going to score pretty well this week, both Chris and I, but I don't think it's going to be enough to uh, maybe be, 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 beat our foes. Maybe. Uh, what's the news with AJ Brown, though? He, I, I would say he's unlikely to play at this point. Yeah. Um, so that that would be one deemed against Jared, but I think he'll be able to he'll be able to fill that hole decently enough. Maybe. I mean, he's got what, Parker, Parker or Rondale Moore. I think either one of those will will do fine. Yeah, I mean Rondell Moore has the chance to go bang for or bang or bust. Devontae Parker is a little bit more consistent, but it's uh, what I'm trying to make a case for is that you are probably with despite a projection spread of 11 points, you're you're probably that's probably a tighter race than this is letting on. I I am grateful that I just I happened to add Chuba Hubbard. Before last week's game, yeah, um, I, I had drafted him and then I dropped him, and then I kind of had like a, a I had a guy on my team who was like, I have, he's not doing anything for me. I, I can you know add add a handcuff here for McCaffrey, and I'm so glad yeah. I did because otherwise I would have been spending I don't know eighty dollars of my fab, of fab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on Hubbard this week. So just yeah. uh, I, I got him for free when yeah. it cost eighty dollars this week. So uh, that's a uh, <laughs> It's pretty good, pretty good uh, pitch up there. So thankfully, I, I'm I'm hurting from losing McCaffrey, but not as bad as uh, I would have been. All right. Well, we got one more matchup, and that is kind of a uh, who's going to be even. It Brock sitting at two and one currently, and Jared Fleming sitting at one and two. Jared Fleming having a pretty monster team according to our power rankings, but at a surprising one and two going in here to week four is currently the. Uh, the front runner and Brock being the underdog in their matchup right now. Uh, Tom Brady is playing new England this week and it's kind of, and it's at home, right? It's in, in new England. It's in new England. Yeah. So uh, the, uh, he, has he ever been on the other side of the locker room? We, does he, I don't know. No, no, this is first time. I mean, like, did he ever just stick his head in there and say, Hey guys, <laughs> where's the PlayStation? Y'all don't have a PlayStation? Like, so uh, I'm excited about uh, the uh, the the Golden Boy returning to uh, you know kind of profits uh, go <laughs> do miracles in his hometown. I, I don't know. Uh, we'll see what uh, what goes down there. But what do you think about their head to head? So uh, so far this year, Brock has been the cooler uh, because he has the lowest points for in the league, but he also has the lowest points against in the league. And so he's sitting at two and one. Um, but you know, I'm sure. You know, Chewy, Chris, and I can all commiserate together. Look at Brock, we're like, ah, grumble, grumble. Rabble, rabble, rabble. Yeah. Uh, if we only had his schedule, 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 schedule. Yeah. 
I'd say if I had brought schedule, I'd be three and zero. So fun well, hey, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> not the but, word. Uh, not the I, word. I, you know, adding voice to that grumble, grumble, grumble. Just fact. You know, bar, barring it, barring injury, though, I think that uh, that trend comes to an end for Brock here, and I think I think Jared's gonna put up a, a pretty good score, and I think uh, I think that there's some. Uh, you know, Brock's been hit hard with injuries, and I don't think he's got the uh, got the you know en- enough pieces to fill those holes um, at-, at this point. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens with um, Josh Jacobs and Daryl Henderson, who are both on his bench right now, but could potentially play, and he could plug them in at, at running back because um, he's got Tyson Williams and Trey Sermon, who have not shown to be much of anything at this point um, at running back. So uh, could be some changes to the starting lineups here. Um, I, I like Brock's wide receivers though, and, and tight ends, um, from he's at Stefan Diggs, Cortland Sutton, Debo Samuel and Devonta Smith, as well as George Kill and Logan Thomas. I think all of those will do well. It's really going to be key what his running backs do. All right. Well, uh, there's some potential monster games coming for Jared in, in a couple of his stud matchups. But, uh, with that in mind, Brock does have a chance. And if all goes well, because this is about the time, well, really week five, we start talking about the ever old and ever exciting squish factor TM and the, uh, the, I'm seeing some, (laughs) we're starting to see here on the uh, eve of week four, starting to see how the squish factor might start to set the table for what could potentially be coming. And, we've we ranked our teams high coming out of the draft we did not give a lot of very low grades and we've always said that you know our league is good but this year it seems that uh, drafting uh, and team formation with the exception of maybe a certain individual who made a really big mistake in the draft uh, teams looked really really solid uh, and really intended uh, and, and informed so with that in mind i wonder if the squish factor will be a uh, a metric that shows that as it's played out here. Uh, if our 0-3 teams start to step it up, if our 3-0 teams start to get a little chipped away, uh, and we start to approach the uh, the evenness as we head into the deep side of the league, especially as injuries continue to stack up. Do you have any predictions on what will happen with the old squish factor? I, yeah, I think it's it's definitely a key week for the squish factor and for the kind of separation of the, the haves and have-nots in the, the lead uh, right now, I would say we have a, a top three teams of Brian, Jared, and Charles. Mm-hmm. We have a bottom three teams of Scott, myself, and Chris Windsor, and then a, a middle six. Yeah. And I, I think um, you know this week's games, next week's games will really start to separate the wheat from the chaff there. And uh, I think these are some really important weeks to did some victories and to mm-hmm. you know, m- make your. Uh, put your stake in the ground of where you are. Yep. All right. Well, we're for more fun, which means, uh, <laughs> I want to see the, the, the strong get weak and the weak made strong and uh, <laughs> the revolving door of who's leading the pack. So, uh, we will soon see you're in the greatest fantasy field holding in the world. This is his podcast. He's Peter Elwood. I'm Seth Martin. Thanks for tuning in. Good night.